so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing, wherever it is that you're going. However you're listening or watching to the show, thank you for including the Locked On Celtics podcast and me, John Corrales, who covers the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I just somehow shifted into third person there. And I'm the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars that one lone book that you see behind me on the YouTube channel over my left shoulder. It's my last one left. If you want to buy it and have me sign it, it's at johncorrales.com, and you can get it. I can put it in the mail and get it to your dad in time for Father's Day if you want to give it to him as a gift. I'm waiting on a new shipment. When I have those, I'll go back to my three-book display, and I'll have plenty to sell, and you can get them for birthday gifts or whatever. <laughs> So thank you for everybody to everybody who's bought them. Uh, today is not the Jason Tatum show, but it is basically the Jason Tatum kind of preview show because a lot of things happened to Jason Tatum in uh, you know on Tuesday. Mostly he didn't make the uh, All NBA team, and he did get or uh, commit to Team USA. Uh, still has to make the team, but have a strong feeling that he will actually. Make it. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Down the app, jo- download the app. Join me this week on Friday afternoon. Get into the action. Locker Room is changing the way we talk about sports. So let's just start with segment one. Is going to be the Tatum, a just just the All NBA discussion and his how it impacts him financially. Second segment, I'll get into the the what that means to the team, and then later uh, the the. Olympic discussion, whether this is a good idea. Let me just run down right right away the the all-NBA teams. So first team, Giannis, Jokic, Steph Curry, Luka, Kawhi. No problems there. Second segment, second, second segment, second team, Damian Lillard, Joel Embiid, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, LeBron James. People are going to get a little up in arms, Celtics fans, about Julius Randle making it and... Jason Tatum not. I understand it. Randall has the narrative behind him. The Knicks were all, you know, they they were, what's the word I'm looking for? Overachieving. Wow. Long night. I just did a lockdown NBA <laughs> after that crazy game where Kevin Durant just went nuts and had a 49-point triple-double to steal that game. And all of a sudden, my brain just stopped working on the Celtics side. Uh, so I understand that the New York Knicks overachieved and so I expected Julius Randle to make an All-NBA team. That, I get it. Uh, especially in New York. You might, you might be pissed off about it. I understand, but I don't have a problem with it necessarily. Uh, third team, 
Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. No real problems there either. Like, I, I'm not... Jason Tatum had a good year. And and you have to look at, okay, who do you take off? Who do you put on? He's He's classified as a forward. So... Paul George, Jimmy Butler, Julius Randle, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Giannis. So obviously Giannis, Kawhi are not coming off. Uh, LeBron, LeBron was iffy on the games played scale. If you want to maybe say, "Hey, he didn't play enough games. Let's let's knock him off of this list." Okay, fine. I can I can see some of that. But no, you want to keep LeBron on there. Not a problem. Some of you will knock Julius Randle off. Fine. Jimmy Butler, Paul George could be, you know, Jimmy Butler had a, a, a pretty good year and Paul George for all of the playoff stuff, he had, he had a really good year too. I, I don't know that he, you can say you take one of those guys off. Randall will be the one that people will, will go nuts for, but here's, here's where it gets crazy for Tatum. All right. Points wise, he should have been on this team because points wise, he had 69 total points. He had two first place, first team votes. He had nine second team votes and 32 third team votes for a total of 69 points. But he was classified as a forward. He was listed as a guard and a forward. And because he got more forward votes, he becomes classified as a forward. But if he were classified as a guard, he would have made it. But because he was classified as a forward, he didn't make it because Kyrie Irving has 61 votes, 61 points. No first-team votes. Seven second-team votes. So remember, Tatum has two first-team votes, and he has nine second-team votes. And Kyrie has 40 third-team votes, 61 points. So Tatum has more points than Kyrie Irving. But everybody voted for Kyrie Irving as a guard. That's all you could vote for him for. Most people voted for, for Tatum as a forward, as I expected. And and remember when I was breaking this down? I, I If you listen to that podcast, I said... A bunch of people could change how they voted for like Luca or some of these other guys. Guards being classified as forwards is much more likely. Like I never, never, never expected Tatum to go from forward to guard. But if he had, he would have been all NBA. If he didn't, and he didn't, then he doesn't make all NBA, which is kind of weird and kind of stupid. And again, as far as him not making the team in general, that's okay. I'm not, I'm not too worked up about it. But I am worked up about him not making the team when he has more actual points than someone who made the team. That I find dumb. And I especially find it dumb because that little classification thing costs him $32.5 million. And that that does not sit well with me. And I know that Tatum's going to be fine. Tatum is going to be totally fine over the course of his life. He's going to make plenty of money, assuming he has a nice long career and plays into his 30s. Hell, maybe even till he's 40 for, for all we know. He He's going to make hundreds of millions of dollars and hundreds of million more in, in endorsements. In fact, Tatum's opt out year is I think going to be the first year of that new TV deal, which means his next max contract is going to be a percentage of that new TV money. And he's going to be fine when it comes to money, but you know what? Still taking $32 million out of his pocket. Because sports writers like me, I don't have a vote, but sports writers like me vote on these things. And because people decided or people had the choice or didn't have the choice with some players but did with others to classify guys certain ways, well, we're just taking $32 million, $32.5 million out of Jason Tatum's pocket. How's that fair? 
How's that fair to these guys? Now, Donovan Mitchell had uh, a similar clause. He didn't, he didn't even come close. That's fine. Uh, Luka Doncic is going to get it, and he's going to get a $200 million, I think, extension out of this, getting this uh, All-NBA. And that's the difference between these guys. And Luka's going to make plenty of money too. But the extra money, hey, who am I to take this money out of his hands? He earned it. Jason Tatum earned this money. What do you want me to say? He, he clearly got 69 total points, which is more than one of the guys on the team. How do you get more points and lose? It's, it's basketball. The whole thing is scoring more points than the other guy. <laughs> you score more points than the other guy, you win. And here you are telling me that 69 points is somehow not going to get him onto a team when Kyrie had 61. That sucks. That really sucks for Jason Tatum. And I, again, I acknowledge he's fine. I'm not crying poor for Jason Tatum, but I'm also going to acknowledge that when you take $32 million away from somebody, that sucks. Um, and I, I hate it. I think the NBA needs to, we just need to do away with these positions. Just 15 best players or do it like the all-star game, wings and bigs. Do, somehow make it so these guys are, are judged fairly and when you earn more points in the voting, you get the you get onto the All NBA. Because let me tell you, I know people like to look at the All Star stuff and, and compare All Star games. Oh, he was a ten time All Star, a twelve time All Star. The All NBA is much harder. That is much more telling. If some guy has ten All Star appearances and two All NBA appearances, that is not as impressive as the flip. And I don't know how that would even be possible because if you make All-NBA, you should be an All-Star. But you can make an All-Star team but not be All-NBA, right? That's possible. You can go out there and make 10 All-Star teams and be you know, a fringe kind of guy, on the, make the All-Star team an injury replacement or a kind of borderline guy. Like, hey, you could be like Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown wasn't going to make one of these All-NBA all teams, but he made the All-Star team. If Jalen Brown makes 10 All-Star games – but not these all-NBA teams, that's a lot different than making 10 all-NBA teams. It's just a different level of excellence. And so I think he can make it someday, but that's an aside. I'll save that for another, another time. All-NBA team means something, and it's harder to get onto. So I don't like the fact that they took that away from Jason Tatum. Up next, that money is, is not going to be on the Celtics payroll next year, so... Good for them, I guess. I'll explain what that might mean for the Boston Celtics. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans like you. Download it for free once you're in. Talk to me. Hop on stage. You request to get on stage. I bring you up. You talk to me. It's sports talk radio, but it's on your phone. You don't have to blather on with, you don't have to sit there and listen to a ton of commercials. It's just an app. It's you're choosing to, to listen to me and have a conversation with me. And we're only talking Celtics. You don't have to wait for somebody else to talk about something. You hop in, and if you don't want to talk to me, you just want to chat, there's a chat room there. Totally cool. My locker rooms have been fantastic. The people who hop in are great. Uh, we've had great conversations. They last for about an hour. And basically, I do, I do it on Friday afternoons because it's basically a bonus podcast. You know, I do five, po- five, five podcasts a week for you, and then the locker room ends up becoming a more casual kind of sixth one for you. So, download Locker Room right now. 
It's on all iOS devices. It's on Android as a, a, it's in beta, but it's there. Might be a little buggy, but give it a shot. Create your profile, link your Twitter, join the NBA group to get all its latest league news. Follow me at John Corrales on Locker Room. Then you'll get notified when my room goes live. I'll also tweet it out. You won't want to miss it. Friday afternoons. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the Boston Celtics. So I'll see you there. Locker Room. Change the way we talk about sports. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Today on the road to the finals, our coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. And holy crap, what did Kevin Durant do to the Milwaukee Bucks? Amazing performance. If you didn't see it, you missed an all-time epic playoff performance. The Bucks had it. They were kind of cruising. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Durant said, nope, we're winning this game. I talked about it with Jake Madison on the Locked On NBA podcast, so make sure you go subscribe to that. Obviously, Locked On Bucks and Locked On Nets are going to have both sides of that covered. But wow, what a game. When you talk about enjoyment things that bring you joy and happiness and all of that stuff, like Michelob Ultra talks about, that Kevin Durant performance was it. I mean, it was it. (laughs) Let's talk about the money that is now not going to be in Jason Tatum's pocket, and it's going to be more of it in the owner's pocket, which, you know what? I'm not so much a fan of that. Like, owners owners split this with the players. Owners get their cut. I, I, the fact that that the ownership is going to save money off of this, I, I don't like the fact that they're being as, as frugal as they are right now. But here we are. Here we are. So how much money do they actually save? Now, Tatum gets 25% of the cap as a max extension. So instead of paying him 30% of the cap, they pay him uh, 25% of the cap which saves them about $5.6 million in the short term and about $32.6 million in the long term. I've already talked about that. But let's talk about this season because this season was the, the, the we're watching what the Celtics are going to do, how they're going to trade Kemba and how they're going to, what are they going to do with Evan Fournier? And $5.6 million doesn't give them $5.6 million to spend. It doesn't save them anything as far as cap goes. But tax-wise... The 5.6 million could actually be more than 5.6 million because what happens is the the luxury tax is in tiers. And so if the Celtics, depending on how they spend their money, this could save them up to 16 plus million or more, depending on how they spend their money. The this I apologize if this this is tax tax talk here. I'm going to make it simple as possible. The first, basically, $5 million you're over the tax line, you're taxed at $1.50 per dollar that you're spending. So if, you, if you're $5 million over the tax, you're paying $7.5 million in additional taxes, right? So that's $7.5 million on top of whatever your payroll is. If you're $10 million over the cap, you now have that $7.5 million plus another $8.75 million. 
So now you're up over 16, 16.25 million. If you're 15 million over the cap, you add 12.5 million to that. So what's that? Uh, 20, what I say? 16.25. So 28.75. And then if you're another 5 million over the cap, you add 16.25 to that. So you get what I'm talking about. There's like 40, I lost track, over $40 million in taxes. So if the Celtics end up $15 million over the cap, they pay an additional $12.5 million in taxes. Had Jason Tatum made the All-NBA team, that saves them not, they would have had to pay him not just $5.6 million more they would have to add to that the $16.25 million, right? So they actually, depending if they end up $15 million over the cap, what they end up saving is $21.85 million. That's how much money they actually save, real dollars that they didn't pay out that they could have. Now, if they end up not paying the tax, if they end up like one cent under the tax line, then what they save is the 5.6 million plus the 7.5 million they would have paid in taxes. You get it? So instead of 5.6 million, the real number is 12, actually 13.1 million. So the range of money that they can, they save because of this varies based on what signings they do. And look, this could be the difference between them staying under the, the luxury tax for one more season versus paying the tax this season, which pushes off the repeater tax. The repeater tax, for those of you who don't know, and this is why Daniel Tice was traded last season. Again, I'm sorry if the people don't want to hear about taxes, but this is the this is how this team is shaped. They traded away Daniel Tice, Javante Green, and gave away picks to make that happen because they didn't want to pay the repeater tax sooner. Right? So if you pay the repeat, if you if you pay a tax in three of four years, three of the previous four seasons, then you become a repeater. So because the Celtics paid a tax a couple years ago, and they, if they would have paid the tax this year, this past season, it would have triggered the repeater tax in like a couple years. By not paying that tax, they pushed it off by, by a couple more years. The repeater tax... You add a dollar to all the tax rates. So instead of in the first $5 million paying a $1.50 rate, you pay a $2.50 rate. And then in the next one, you're paying $2.75 instead of $1.75, and so on and so on and so on. So the $5 million in the repeater tax is $12.5 million instead of $7.5. And then the next $5 million you're over, you're adding $13.75 million instead of $8.75. And it goes on and on and on and on. This was added to break up super teams. This was added to make sure that the teams that could, in the past, pay everybody and accumulate stars. And this is why the hard cap exists. And you say, why can't you get somebody in a sign-in trade? Sign-in trade, accepting someone in a sign-in trade, not sending them out. Accepting someone in a sign-in trade triggers the hard cap. Why is the hard cap there? And why is the repeater tax there? And why is the tax rate so high? All of it is geared towards preventing super teams from existing or keeping them from existing too long, right? That you don't just have 
if the Celtics had Tatum and Brown, and let's say they, they find somebody else, okay? Let's say they get Bradley Beal. This system is designed to break up that team in five years. So this is why there's so much pressure and why team why players have so much power and why teams are trying to do everything that they can to appease their young stars getting somebody who's as good as they they can you know as superstar level on a rookie contract so huge like hitting on a, a draft pick becomes so much more valuable because that player is on a rookie contract and you're saving you're saving that money until you know they they actually hit this max now you're paying Jason Tatum, $28 million in change. You're paying Jalen Brown, $24 million in change. If you trade for Bradley Beal, he's going to be making, you know, in that in that range, like the $30 million range. And now his contract is up. You got to pay, you got to, you're trading for him. You're, of course, going to extend him. And then you get to a point where those guys start making a whole lot of money and you're paying the tax to build around those teams. And you pay the tax for four years. Well, guess what? Now you're in repeater territory. So now your team that costs $140, $150 million ends up becoming like the Golden State Warriors, where all of a sudden it becomes a $225 million team. And then you say, well, we're going to sign and trade for somebody else. No, you're not, buddy, because you're over the hard cap line and you can't do that. And that's, that's why all of these things are in place. The pursuit of parity in the NBA and these people, these, these players, um, moving around and giving smaller market teams the opportunity to have cap space and say, fine, you know what? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Bradley Beal, you win a couple of championships, but then the team becomes a $200 million team and it's not worth it. Well, sorry, we're going to have to trade you. That's why Oklahoma City has the opportunity to open up cap space and say, hey, look. Or if, or if they become free agents and they want to they leave and – the team says we can't afford you. Bye. Then smaller teams with cap space have a more equal footing because other teams are capped out. They have no mechanism to to sign these guys unless they want to pay an insane tax bill. The Warriors can do that because they own their building. They print money. That place is massive. It's huge and all of that stuff. Um, but all of this stuff factors in. So when I talk about Jason Tatum not making. extra million dollars. The trickle-down effect is huge. It affects who the Celtics can sign. And if the Celtics can somehow get underneath the tax line again this year, if that's what their goal is, then it pushes off that repeater tax another year. And maybe it helps. You know, you say, why sacrifice time now for, for these guys? On the other side of it, you say, well, because if you do trade for Bradley Beal and you didn't pay for the tax this year, Maybe you can stay under the tax. I mean, I'm assuming, whatever, never mind. There, there are flaws in what I'm saying. If you trade for Bradley Beal, you're going to get into the tax a little sooner. But my point is, if you can stay under the tax and then trade for Bradley Beal next year or something like that, or bring him in somehow, then that's, that's why you avoid the luxury tax because you push the repeater off another year and it just makes it a little more palatable for the ownership group, especially in Boston when they don't own a building and they have different limitations. They don't own their their regional network. They don't they don't have the same streams of of revenue coming in. It makes it just that a little bit more likely that they can hold on to a good team, a championship level team for another year. 
All right, big financial discussion there. How about Jason Tatum making the uh, Olympic team, committing to the Olympic team? That is coming up next. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. They have a ton of amazing flavors. Their standard rotation of nine is coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Something for everybody. You like chocolate, you like peanut butter, you like fruit, you like coconut. You got got plenty of choices there. My favorite flavor right now, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, also like right there. Depending on my mood, they flip. Nut allergy, no problem. They've got those, they've got something for you there. Keto diet, no problem. These are allowed in the keto diet. So go to BuiltBar.com. Can't figure out which one you want to get? Get a mixed box. Use that promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com on a regular basis to see what specials they have going on. You can get multiple boxes. Just keep going back and using the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off every time you go to to BuiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. So you want to hop in on the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Uh, French Open just finished. You could have bet on that. International stuff. There's this soccer tournament, this UEFA something cup something. Uh, I just know that it's on because I'm, you know, on the elliptical machine at the gym watching, you know, watching some soccer games on. I actually do like soccer. I just don't follow it very closely. But anyway, you can bet on that at Bet Online. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So sign up, create a free account, make your first deposit. Promo code Locked On. 50% of that first deposit added to your account as a welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the game at Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Hey, check out the Locked On Today podcast. They're going to be talking more Kevin Durant and <laughs> that amazing game. It's all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with Peter Bukowski. It's a great show. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. So Jason Tatum did not get all NBA did not get his $5.6 million and $32.6 million overall the life over the life of his contract, but he did commit to Team USA in the Olympics, which is a big deal. He still has to make the team, so it's not a guarantee yet, but he's going to go, go through camp. I think he's probably going to make the team. It's probably a very safe bet. And first of all, good for him. On the surface, good for him. You know, he has an opportunity to, like, he's 23, win a gold medal. You go again when you're 27, you can win another gold medal. Then you go again when you're 31, could get a third gold medal. Then you go again maybe when you're 35, get a fourth gold medal. No guy has gotten that yet. So Carmelo has three. Uh, five different women have gotten four, so he would tie uh, I forget the list, but Deanna Tarazi, Sue Bird, uh, some great names, Tamika Catchings. I think Tamika Catchings also has a bronze, so that's five medals. Tatum won't have to play until his 40s to do that, but um, but still. you can. Uh, he has the possibility now of ha- adding a bunch of gold medals to his resume. A couple NBA championships, a few gold medals. You got yourself a nice Hall of Fame resume there. Uh, 
So on the surface, good for him. That's that's great. You want a player that's good enough to be added to Team USA. That's that tells you a lot about what they think about him and, and his stature in the league. That's that's awesome. However, there's you know there's the fear in the back of my head. It's like all right, he did the FIBA World Cup, had that season, then COVID hit, so he had that hiatus, which was sure off his feet. For sure, a few months off his feet, a couple months off his feet, but got back to the bubble real quick, quick ramp up, then short turnaround to this season, then short turnaround to the Olympics, and then short turnaround back to next season. I just fear that he isn't getting enough rest, and I wonder if the Celtics fear that too because they have made a gigantic financial commitment to him. They've read he has he holds the key to the entire Celtics future here. If they if he something happens and he's his body is is too fatigued and he either runs out of gas or worse, knock on wood that that does not happen. Uh, I I hope that I hope that doesn't happen. But if it if something does, I don't even want to I don't want to think about that. But that's the risk, right? That you go there. You're playing competitive basketball. Now, I know these guys are also working out. So if he didn't commit to Team USA, he'd still be working out. It's not like he's saving a ton of wear and tear in his body because he'd still be going through a lot of workouts and all of that stuff. But also nothing compares to competitive basketball. So you add stops and starts and all of that stuff, and that does add the the wear and tear to the legs. But also, you have competitive guys on the other side playing for their countries. I don't think that the Olympics mean quite as much in the United States as they do in other countries. Like, I just don't think that Olympic gold, like if if Team USA goes out there and wins the gold, it's it's not some yeah, it's great, it's cool, it's cool, but like it's not like other countries where it's that's the thing. The Olympics in the other countries mean a lot more. They just do. So those guys are going to be competing at super, super high levels, especially some of these teams where, you know, you've got a couple of NBA players, but they're not all NBA players. They're pro players in their own home countries. They're going to want to push, and they're going to have a lot of of fire for these NBA guys. They're going to want to prove themselves against these NBA guys. They're going to really want to take down these NBA guys, and you don't want somebody to make a play, an overzealous play, and hurt somebody that way. So that's always the risk you're going to take with this. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, so, I'm on the fence when it comes to stuff like this. On the plus side, it looks like Bradley Beal is going to commit there too. And this is the first chance, forget the All-Star game, this is the first chance for Tatum and Beal to play competitive basketball together. And for them to think, hey, how cool is this, right? How cool is it for us to do this? We should do this. Now the question is, do they say, we should do this, let's go find a place that's not Boston that you can do this? Or does Tatum say, hey man, I just signed in Boston, I love it there. Let's you know, ask for a trade and put Boston on your list and let's see what we can do. The tampering is real, it's legal. Player-to-player tampering is is legal, and we've seen relationships built on Team USA. 
right? Those you get all those guys together playing on a team, they're teammates, and you start to realize, like, wow, I like playing with this guy. I really love playing with this guy. I really want to play with him on a team somewhere, like on a regular basis, not just for these few weeks. So yeah, it makes sense that that's where that's where the player hatching, hey, we should get together at some point in our careers happens. So Tatum goes and you know, maybe he and, and Bradley Beal say, I mean, they're already great friends, right? They're already like best friends. Yeah, a little tampering, little little legal or hush-hush, not maybe not legal, but we're going to look the other way tampering. You know, why not? To, you know, Tatum is... Tatum has this opportunity here, just started his max extension. Could be could be a little boost that that Bradley Beal needs. And this could be a pivotal summer for the Celtics. And Tatum out there on a mission to recruit, not necessarily a bad thing. So hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully this this ends up giving him just another another layer of education. I think it would be really cool. Again, this is not like the All-Star game, so whoever he's out there on the team with, like this is competitive trying to win basketball, and you get to see what it's like to play at that elite, elite level with teammates who are better than you, like really a lot better than you, right? I don't know if Kevin Durant's going to play or LeBron. Like Those guys will be out there. Like Learning from those guys, it's going to be a good experience for him at the very least. So I think generally... It's going to be more positive than negative. I'm just really afraid of the toll it's going to take on his body and and how the Celtics handle it next season. Um, how whoever the new coach is, however they handle his minutes, hopefully realize like this isn't a, a Tom Thibodeau thing where he plays 39, 40 minutes a game in the regular season and runs out of gas. Don't want that. So, but overall, generally a positive thing. Hopefully, you think this podcast is a generally positive thing. That'd be nice. Then you can rate and review and give it five stars or you know, thumbs up and whatever you do on YouTube, subscribe and rate and all of that stuff. The YouTube, all of the thumbs up YouTube stuff that you're going to do. Shows on YouTube. Uh, that seems to be going well. People seem to like it. So subscribe there or wherever you get podcasts if you just want to listen to it the usual way. That's fine with me. But most importantly, I think sharing the podcast is the best. Tell everybody, spread the word that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.